Morning, everyone. So you're looking into the parsonage here, your, your house in which I live, as I like to say. But this morning, as we've come together for worship, there's um, a couple of different things today that I hope you enjoy. And I just want to make sure that up front, I, I thank everyone for all of the, the phone calls we're making to each other, you're making to me, and staying in touch. It is so important. It's so very important. And it really... Um, it lifts everybody up, you know, so thank you for that. And uh, it's nice when the sun is out. I'm filming this on Saturday morning, so it's a beautiful sunny day. And there's more of those ahead. I also want to just point out how, how to honor and to recognize how difficult this time is. This is a hard time. And it's hard in different ways because so much of what we're doing is familiar, and yet there's so much that's different. And so it's almost as though it's an undercurrent of everything that's going on it creeps in, you know, so we get a feeling of like, why am I upset? Or why am I feeling sort of grumpy or whatever it might be a little edgy, not as patient. There's a lot of reasons for that. The thing that I keep reminding myself that I'll just start out with this morning is that we're, we're living life on life's terms. I mean, that's, that's really what this is about. This is about uh, not changing the conditions around us so that we can live in the way that we're accustomed to. That's never going to happen to the degree that any of us would hope for or, or even pray for. But we can live within these conditions in ways that we don't forget who we are and, and what's important to us and how we love one another. And we bring that to the conditions that exist rather than letting those conditions overwhelm us. It's easy. You know, there are some people who would use these conditions to try and defeat us, to uh, make us feel like we can't do anything, we're, we're totally impotent, we're totally incapable, we're, we don't know what's going on, we should just go into our corner, sit down, hide ourselves, and yeah, you know, that's, we, defeatism is not our style. And there's also things that we get pretty angry about, right? Um, for those of you that get angry or at least upset, you know, some of the to, to think that we have to remind people, please do not use household chemicals in ways that could be harmful. Not kids, adults. Uh, to have messages sometimes that are on, that are, that are so extreme and yet without realizing or giving thought to the fact that there are people in such extreme conditions out there so desperate that they're willing to try anything. So yeah, this stuff can get to us, but it's not the total narrative. It's not all the conversation. And we know that because we've been talking with one another. We've been continuing our lives together. We've been praying together. We've been coming to worship. Um, and the, the things that we're all doing on a regular daily basis are so important. Caring for families, caring for our pets, them caring for us, however that works. Um, being part of the community and, and our great thanks and appreciation to all of those who put themselves out there in the public every day to do all of the things that are necessary to keep us going. Um, you know, we refer to essential people, right? Well, we're all essential, but we understand that there are some people whose services and the work that they do needs to continue in these times. And in that way, the essential nature that they play and the role that they have in, in helping us all get through this is so gratefully appreciated. And then last, I just, you know, when we come back, when we have our comeback service, however that works out, as I've been saying, I want to make sure that we remember always the people that have paid, um, have, have made such great sacrifices during this period of time. 
and the loss, the, the enormous loss of life in our country, our community, and around the world as a result of uh, this illness. So um, this is not this is not God's punishment. <laughs> uh, God God created us to love one another and to care for one another and to take care of one another during times such as this, such as wars, such as all sorts of things, natural, whatever it might be. Um, God doesn't send these things to undermine or defeat us. Um, but God created us in a way so that when these things do occur in this natural environment in which we live, uh, we remember what it is to reach out to each other, to care for each other, and to be there in all the ways we can. So that's all you're going to hear from me today, I think. But we have a nice uh, conversation in a little while with, with Robert Pierce, who we ended up putting together this little back and forth that I hope you enjoy. He, he's such a brilliant man, and it's so good to, to listen to his voice because you can hear his heart when he speaks. And then some other people will say hello as we go along and, and the music we listen to. Um, so again, welcome this morning. Thank you for joining us. And uh, please make sure if you need anything, please let us know. I, reach us on our website. Please go there first. That's the best place for all the information. And let us know if there's something you need or if you know of someone who needs something. Um, and lastly, you know that this week, our, our good friend and member and, and loving all-around mensch, Mike Jane is completing his uh, career with Sable Ferry after what is almost 55 years, um, may well be 55 years. And during that course of time, Mike has taken our, our congregation on 42 sunrise services consecutively. And this year, we're rescheduling the 43rd. We will have one. But as April comes to a close, um, Mike will step aside from uh, officially being a captain, although he will always be a captain in our hearts and of our hearts in many ways. And so if you see Mike, if you get a chance, please wish him congratulations. Thank him for everything he's done. Mike and Judy and the whole family, because everyone has been a part of um, this congregation and the amazing, amazing gift that they have brought us like. So to all the Janes, thank you very much. Congratulations, and uh, we'll see you on the ferry. Uh, we'll be sitting next to you from now on when we travel over. All right, folks, have a great day, and let us now enter into a time of worship together. Thanks.
please join me in the call to worship. God is greater than our ups and our downs. Our prayers are with all of you. Our thanks and love surround all essential, frontline, courageous family, friends, and neighbors. Hope for Sable and the world has not left town or our hearts. Welcome and join us now for worship. in prayer. Dear God, speak gently in our science so that we may know your peace. When the loud outer noises of our surroundings and the loud inner noises of our fear keep pulling us away from you, help us to have hope and to trust that you are still there, even when we are unable to hear you. Come to me, all you who are unburdened, and I will give you rest, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Let that loving voice, that peaceful voice, be your guide. Amen. I'm one of the Santini Seven. Anybody know who that is? Santini Brother Movers? Anyway, never mind. It's a Bronx thing. I forgot where I was for a minute. <laughs> Would any of the young people like to come up and join me here for a few minutes? Oh, look at the hands go up. The couch. Let's bring this. I love this couch up here. Let's bring this up a little bit. Yeah, we'll move it back for the choir. But there you go. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Hi, everybody. Well, we're going to try. <laughs> Oh, geez, somebody has to get a picture of that. Can we take your picture? Sure. All right. Anything's liable to happen. <laughs> Who's got the microphone? Matthew. Matthew. 
Would you pass the mic down and let everybody say their name for us so we all know who you are? Matthew. Abigail. Addison. Juliet. Juliet. Julia. Julia. Nicolette. Nicolette. Lily. Lenny. And? Say Jeffrey. Hey, good job. So, I have no idea where this is going to go. Um, hi there. So tell me, would you just listen for a second? Guys, what do you hear? What do you hear? You hear silence. Ooh. Anybody else? Yeah, good job. So, you know, it's, it sounds like silence, right? So let's see if we can make a sound. Um, Sean, would you make a piano sound? How's that? Pretty cool? Now, we need a laughing sound. If we were going to make somebody laugh, who might we look at? Who was that? Lorraine? I didn't expect it. Can we have a laughing sound, please? <laughs> okay, that was good. That was something, right? Let's have a clapping sound. Franco, would you give us a clapping sound? Oh, everybody. Good job. Okay. One of those sounds came from inside. Which one? Oh, the laughter, right? That came from inside. One of the sounds came from us, but on the outside. Which sound was that? Clapping, right? That's on the outside. And then one of the sounds, one of the sounds we made on the outside, Sean made it, right, on the piano. So sometimes it comes from the inside, and then it's out here on the outside, and then it comes down to the piano. So I want to show you something here. Let me just see where I am. Sounds. What sound is there? Nothing. Nothing, right? Anybody hear a sound? Any sound yet? No. Any sound? No. Any sound, Jeffrey? No. Sometimes it takes a while. Something's happening. Wait a minute. Could you put the mic next to me? Listen to that. Where did that sound come from? Did it? Okay, I got another one here. Let's see. So this is a little different. It's a little big. Gonna make a little different sound. It takes a while to get started. So 
you keep it up, it's sort of a squeaky, and then it gets to be that loud sound after a while like we had here. Which once you get it started, it's easier to get it going again. So this is my question. Where was the sound before you heard it? Well, like, like silence, yeah. So it, there was silence, but the, did the sound really come from the glass? No, right? Did it come from my finger? No. no. Come from the water? Yes. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. John. John the Baptist. Um, <laughs> did it... <laughs> so where did it come from? So that's sort of the question that I have a lot. And silence is, it came out of silence, right? Everything comes out of silence. So when we talk about peace, I think peace is really another word for not just silence, but stillness. Look at how still this is. But out of that comes a sound. And peace is sort of like that. Peace is, I think, God's way of being in us very still. So that when we try to figure out sometimes what we're going to do, like if you get really upset, right, and you get a little bit anxious or even excited, the first thing you might do is react. Anybody ever do that? Right. But... Oh, he, I don't know if he can. Come on in, pal. Jeffrey, come here a second. Come here. Come on. Okay. So here's, here's what I'm trying to get at, is that the peace that I'm talking about today, the peace that Matthew and his family lit this candle, right? What is peace? Give me some ideas of what peace is. What's peace? Shout it out. What is peace? Still, calm, quiet, serenity. Is it the lack of war, Mario? Happiness. Is it the lack of war? Is it the lack of anger? Is it lack? It's all of those things, but I think more than that, peace is something deep, deep down inside that's very still. And science. And in that place is where I think all creation comes from, out of stillness and silence. And so just like that bowl there, when we start to move our finger around it, we think it's silent, and then it starts to make some sound. Think of God inside of you as that still and silent place where you can go to. And we say Emmanuel around Christmas time, God with us, but that stillness is a place where we can be with God, and God can be with us. And then out of that place, the whole world changes. If we come from a place of stillness in every interaction we have with other people, if the actions we take, we think of them as sounds that come out of that deep stillness of who we are, think of how the world would change. Think of how if every interaction had its foundation with others in what we knew about stillness and God in our lives. That really changes things. But that's a lifetime of work. And that just means that it's a good idea to remember that inside of us, there are sounds that we don't really make, but that God makes with us.
and they're louder even than that. So when we talk about peace and we light a candle, the peace we're talking about is that understanding of God within us in a very deep, real way in the many ways that God can be known. So that's the peace that we offer to you this morning. So when we say, may the peace of Christ be with you, we're offering you a peace beyond all understanding. So you want to do that with me? We're going to say, may the peace of Christ be with you. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. May the peace of Christ be with you. Would you help me? And let's go give everybody a sign of peace from the deep stillness inside of us. But it's okay if you make a little noise when you do it. All right? Thanks, guys. Come on. May the peace be with you. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. God is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. You have invited me to rest in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. Tune to your word. You let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through death valley, difficult times, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my oppressors. You revive my spirit. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life.
110 starts by giving us a story that uh, Jesus allegedly told. And I want to introduce that by saying that I had a colleague who was in the Middle East and um, was in a market. And at one side of the market comes a shepherd followed by a group of sheep walking right through the middle of the market. And my friend was amazed to see how the sheep went through various stalls in the market, but always followed the shepherd. And what the secret was, he said, was that the shepherd was talking to those, those sheep the entire time. And that's what kept those sheep in place. He said he saw it. He wouldn't have believed it otherwise. <laughs> so it was a, a real eye-opener for me as well. That kind of thing could happen in such a powerful way with just the voice of a person involved in the leadership. I think there's lots of lessons there, but let's go on reading the scripture. From the 10th chapter of John. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence or a sheep pen, instead of going through the gate, you know they're up to no good. Okay, let's, let's start that one more time and just take it from if a person. You ready? Yep. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep's pen, instead of going through the gate, you know they're up to no good. A sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate and the sheep recognize their voice. The shepherds call the sheep by name and leads them out. When they are all out, the shepherd leads them and they follow because they are familiar with the voice they heard. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told a simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pastures. A thief is only there to steal and harm and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. And the scriptures, may there be a blessing on this for you and yours. Amen. A friend of mine was in the Middle East at one of the markets. And while there, he observed how at one side of the market, there was a shepherd with a bunch of sheep behind him. And the friend said, oh my gosh, he's wondering how he's going to be able to come to this market with all those sheep. Listen, they went through that market just like nobody's business except theirs. They wandered into a stall or two, but they came right back out and followed the herd because... The simple explanation was, my friend said, the shepherd was speaking all the time he was in front of those sheep. 
They fought him from one side, right out the other, and no fuss or muss was ever made of the event. Huh. And so what does that mean? Yeah. There's a lot of lessons in there for us, don't you know? What and, might some of them be? Well, one of them is, you will recognize the voice of authority when you hear it. That there are certain people that even talk today about what protocol we should follow, what is available to us by way of contingencies in our coronavirus struggle. There are those who speak with authority and we recognize those with authority as opposed to those who have false claims about what we should be doing. We can tell the difference. We know if we really listen carefully who has the voice of authority. Do you have any, do you have any um, insights about how you can tell the difference between those two voices? My clue is what resonates deeply inside of us as being authentic or those who try to persuade us with some kind of superfluous arguments or comments or questions as opposed to just speaking plain, straight, right to the facts and delivering a uh, commentary that is congruent and you believe it and because you know that it's true it's coming through in a congruent way mm -hmm. yeah i think that's the best thing right the test is on the inside of us what's resonating inside of us so the sheep going through the market listening to the shepherd even in the midst of all of the noise they heard his voice that's right isn't that it's there's a way in which if you listen carefully the voice of the shepherd comes through it doesn't have to be loud or shrill at all and that just even voice steady voice consistent tone is resonating with those who have to follow yeah they know they know the voice because it's been authenticated in their minds and in their bodies, they are following the authority and they know. So we've got a lot of voices right now. And Don't you know? And you pointed out about how we can find, listen for the authentic. And I think that's really, I, I think that's so important to hear that the breath speaking within our breath. Yes. The breath that we inhale with our breath even. Yes. That, that exchange of um, authenticity in a, in a deep spiritual way. What is, um, how can people, how can we, how do you quiet down enough to find, to hear that voice? Even yes. if there's so much noise around. I mean, I don't know that you have the answer to this, but that's a, I mean, that's a question I think we all work to answer. I think you're right. And I think that we have various methods and various ways to do that. But if we listen without distractions and concentrate, I think it's a matter of concentrating and focus. And it may mean that we get rid of a lot of the clutter 
and the comments that come our way, but we really listen with intent. Listen with our whole body, not just with our ears, but our eyes and ears and 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 especially our intuitive sense. Does this make sense to us? Is it congruent with what we know to be true? And that is something that with practice, you can calm yourself down to be able to listen to. Okay. And you know, I don't let's say I don't think it comes all together naturally for us. We have to work at calming ourselves down. And of course, meditation is one of the best ways to do that. Meditation and prayer and quiet time before you really have to listen, before you engage in conversation or with anybody. Yeah, to be congruent with our own self. And, and so thanks for answering these questions, Robert. If we, when we come to that place where we have quieted ourselves and we hear that voice with some authenticity and it resonates and there's an authority to it, we, there's an authority to it, um, what does that feel like when we get there? Good question. What does it feel like? <clears throat> well, I think it feels inviting. It feels authentic. It feels like I am listening and I'm I'm with that person. I'm, it's resonating at some level with me that encourages me and eggs me on and urges me on and is something that I'm curious about because it's inviting. It's a joy to be around. Yeah. So, so the the invitation, uh, the the innate curiosity toward it, yes, um, reveals the, the the would you say it's the presence of joy or the sense of joy or just an awareness even in the midst of noise and clutter and yes, that's it, and that somehow that there's a delight in. You know, finally arriving at something that you can believe in and that you can trust and, and it's leading us into something that we really feel is correct. That instant, that intuitive power is just so reliable and we must learn to trust that. Not everybody does and I think it's a challenge for us to really trust what we hear. Yeah. One of the things I'm always aware of is that when, when, when we hear that voice, when, when I hear that voice, let's say, or that calmness or that sense of joy, to try and describe that to someone who has never had that experience is really difficult. Um, you bet it is. You and, bet it is. But that, that cannot be a reason, at least I think that cannot be a reason for us to stop experiencing that within ourselves and to trust that somehow that experience, we talk sometimes how observation of things changes things, right? The oh, yes, it does. It so if we, 
if we experience that, if we observe that in ourselves, there's a chance that without our doing anything to proselytize or convince or persuade anybody, that it, it catches them up too. Yes. Would you agree? Yes, I do, totally. Somehow, by being authentic and, and being ourselves, that, that we are, we're an attractive person. We're, we're, the, people are drawn to that. You know, they wanna know how we did it. How, where did that come from? Don't you know? Huh? I do think that's right. The, the, you remind me of the Greek word entheos, which is the root of enthusiasm. Uh-huh. In Greek, it means the God within. Yes. And so that God within us, as we know that God creates this enthusiasm that, that doesn't really know any bounds of ours. It's transcendent and reaches out in ways that uh, perhaps uh, as the shepherd and others, we hear the voice. Yes. That says... Be not afraid. You're, yes. not alone. You're not alone. Yes, I'm with you. Yes, yes, Ray. That's exactly right. That, that kind of mm, sense of participation in something that's deep and, and life-giving and nourishing is is what's allowing us to flow with delight and be authentic ourselves. Oh yeah. Well, you fill us with delight, Robert. <laughs> And much love. And I, you know that it's returned. And it's really nice that you said yes to doing this today. I thank you very much. Well, it was on a spur of the month. And, you know, I did not get an email last night, just so you know, right? This no, is... I never sent it. I sent, I, I, <laughs> I, got a, I had a little uh, chaos breakdown.
our strength we evermore endure. Now we invite you to enter into a time of prayer and to share your joys and concerns. Please write your petitions on one of the prayer cards in the queue and place them in the collection basket during the offertory. For those who wish to, let us hear your prayers. Understanding. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer this morning the way you learned to pray it, and we're going to be led by Abigail. So, would you please tell them when they should pray? To say and say. So you can just. Why don't you just begin? Go ahead. Our Father, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our bread, and give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Please not invitation, but deliver us from evil. Revise the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Abigail. That was lovely. You're a good prayer, Abigail. We welcome your offerings at this time and invite you to place your prayer and information cards in the basket.
everybody. And no, I, I just, yes, that's great. I'll say hello to everybody and, and how much I miss. Oh, it was, was it Greg that put out a, a picture of the, the stained glass windows at the church? That was so great. Mm. That really, it, that was really, really nice because, you know, and I wrote down how much I missed, you know, looking at them and, and just being with everybody and the camaraderie and, you know, what a wonderful place it is. And, uh, and, and, and it is, it's great talking to people. It, it definitely lifts my spirits and, and it's wonderful when they reach out to me because it, you know, it definitely makes me feel loved. If I can say that word. <laughs> So what would you like to say to everybody? How much I've missed them and how much of an integral part of my life the church has become. And it's taken me a long, long time. But a lot of it has to do with the congregation and the people in the church and you. So may the peace of the risen Christ be with you. Thank you. And you too. And All so right. And you, we can wish peace to everybody. Yes, peace to everyone. Oh, that's All great, Hilda. Thank you. I'll All right, put, you I'll will. put that in there. You can, everybody can see you smiling and saying hello. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Okay, so we're all being recording. So, you know what, folks? This is why you should stop into our Zoom chats because look who's here. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Say hello, Jane. Hi. And Craig and Anne. So thank you. It's great. See you all soon. What are you pointing Have at? a good one. Hi, what is that?